Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious. One thing I love about living in the San Francisco Bay Area is getting to meet the people from all over the world who travel here for vacation. They give me some perspective. I may have seen the Golden Gate Bridge a thousand times by now, but knowing other people pay good money to hop on a plane and come see it, I don't know. It helps me maintain some sort of reverence, stoke my sense of wonder. But sometimes the tourists know something that I don't. They've come to see something I never knew was there. Which brings me to one Castro landmark that few people know anything about. Unless you're French, that is. La fameuse Maison Bleue. The famous blue house. Tous les Français connaissent la Maison Bleue et tous les Français veulent voir la Maison Bleue. That's San Francisco-based French tour guide Sylvie Walters. She says all the French know the blue house and all the French want to see the blue house. Take a stroll by 3841 18th Street in San Francisco, and you'll spot it. A pastel blue Victorian that, while lovely, looks like many others that line this street. Except there's a throng of French tourists outside. Today on the show, what makes the privately owned blue house in the Castro such a magnet for people from France? Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
Listener Helen Walker, who's based in Berkeley, asked us if we could share the story of the Blue House. I took 12 years of French and it was my major in college and I love going to France. Helen has lived in the Bay Area for decades. But she says the first she'd ever heard of this famous site of French pilgrimage was a few years ago when her daughter's 20-something friend came to visit from Grenoble, France. And he said, before I leave, I have to go see the Blue House. And I'm like, the Blue House? What are you talking about? The answer to this question seemed like something NPR culture correspondent Chloe Veltman might know. She's half French, and she's been living in San Francisco for more than 20 years. Hey, Chloe. Bonjour, Olivia. So what I didn't know when I approached you about doing this story was that you have a personal connection to it. That's right, Olivia. So my connection to the Blue House stems from a song. San Francisco, sans brume. The song is called San Francisco. And it's by French singer-songwriter Maxime Le Forestier. He wrote the track in 1971 after staying at the Blue House in San Francisco's Castro district that summer. Maxime Le Forestier's San Francisco was a big part of my childhood. The track was in my mom's record collection, She's from Paris, and I couldn't stop listening to this song as a kid, Olivia. I kept putting it on mixtapes and playlists even long after I moved out of my parents' house. I was, and frankly still am, entranced by the dusky modal harmonies and the plaintiff guitar riff that sounds almost like a cowboy tune. San Francisco, sans brume. San Francisco, s'allume. I see what you mean. It does have kind of a Wild West, high, lonesome quality to it. Yeah, and this song made San Francisco seem like a magical place to me. A place I couldn't even imagine visiting as I was growing up in stodgy, straight-laced England, let alone calling home now for almost a quarter of a century. It's fair to say San Francisco inspired me to move to San Francisco. It's a really pretty song. I can see why it lured you here. Tell us more about it. Sure. Well, San Francisco appeared on Le Forestier's first solo studio album, Mon Frère, and it quickly became the singer-songwriter's first hit. He went on to become a major star in France. In the first verse, the singer describes a blue house that backs onto a hill. C'est une maison bleue Adossé à la colline, on y vient à pied, on ne frappe pas, ceux qui vivent là vont jeter la clé. You walk up, you don't bother knocking because the people who live there threw out the key. This, uh, to my mind, is the perfect introduction to daily life at the Blue House. It was a hippie commune at the time, mostly inhabited by a bunch of young and idealistic LGBTQ artists and activists. So Le Forestier goes on to describe the happy-go-lucky communal atmosphere at the house. People are reunited there after years on the road. He also sings about a daily ritual at the Blue House, where everyone sits down to eat a meal together at five o'clock in the evening. We had no rules whatsoever. That's Phil Polizzato. The only rule we had was that at 5 p.m. everybody had to be sitting on the floor for dinner. Phil lived in the Blue House in the 1970s and is the author of a book about it that's also been translated into French. Phil actually gets name-checked in Le Forestier's song. Nageant dans le brouillard, 
En lacet roulant dans l'herbe On écoutera ta mala guitare Fila la quena jusqu'à la nuit noire He's singing Swimming in the fog, rolling in the grass entwined, we'll listen to Tom on the guitar, Phil on the kenar, long into the night. And just in case you're wondering, the kenar is an ancient flute from the central Andes. Anyway, Phil says the commune that lived at 3841 18th Street back then went by the name Hunger Dunga. It was part of a network of hippie houses around the city, like the Golden Aura Commune and the Friends of Perfection. Phil says they all operated on a barter system. We delivered food to around 14 communes for free. And when they weren't busy pushing back against capitalism, Phil says the hunger dungas basically did a lot of drugs and had a lot of sex. People came and went. It was a bit of a free-for-all. We just were a bunch of freaks who wound up living together in this big house. Phil says one of the roommates, a Belgian guy named Luc, invited Maxime Le Forestier and his sister Catherine to stay at the house while they were travelling around the US. Now, no one in the house, besides Luc, had much of an idea that the Le Forestier siblings were starting to make a name for themselves as musicians in their native France when they came to San Francisco in 1971. Phil says the hunger dungas didn't think much of the young Frenchman. He was like a lamp. He didn't do anything. He didn't do the dishes. He didn't vacuum the floor. He just sat in that chair with his guitar, strumming a little bit. And of course, my immediate impression was, wow, what a slouch. After a few weeks, the Le Forestiers moved on. Then, about a year later, Phil says the Hunger Dungas received a record in the mail. And we opened it up and it was Maxime's first album. And you know what? We put it in the bookcase and no one ever played it. It wasn't until months later that roommate Luke suggested they give the album a listen. The thing is, no one who lived in the house realised that that record was such a smash in France. It sold over one million copies and that San Francisco was its most famous song. And when we heard the song San Francisco, we were just simply blown away. I mean, what nicer thank you note could one be given than that song? The community dissolved in the mid-1970s. Many of its members, including Phil, moved out of town. For decades, barely anyone in San Francisco knew the significance of the Blue House. At some point, it was painted green. It wasn't until just over a decade ago that an enterprising journalist rediscovered the house and its story. The French consulate here in San Francisco petitioned the owners to repaint the facade blue. They did. And today, there's also a commemorative plaque outside with the singer's face on it. Voilà. That's Cathy Collonge. She's a visitor from the south of France. I meet on a group tour of the neighbourhood. As we stand outside the Blue House, Cathy says the song is so well known in her home country, many people can remember how they first came across it. J'ai appris cette chanson avec une de mes cousines qui était un peu plus âgée que nous, qui nous l'a chantée et qui nous a fait aussi connaître Maxime Le Forestier. In Cathy's case, she learned to sing it as a kid from an older cousin, who also introduced her to more songs by Maxime Le Forestier. 
At that point, other random French people start to appear in front of the house. Our tour guide, Sylvie Walters, invites them to join us. People exchange stories about how they know the song. One person says she sang it when she was 15 years old at night around the fire on vacation. Another says her parents put Saint-Francis Scott on in the car from time to time. Before going our separate ways, we sing the song right there on 18th Street in front of the house that inspired it. C'est une maison bleue adossée à la colline. On y vient à pied. On ne frappe pas. Ceux qui vivent là vont jeter la clé. That was reporter Chloe Veltman. Après des années de route, et on vient s'asseoir autour du repas. Tout le monde est là à 5 heures du soir. We shot a TikTok and Instagram video for this story, so if you want to see the house for yourself, check KQED's accounts. We're at KQED. If you are new to Bay Curious, bonjour, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so you don't miss a future episode. And if you dig our show, we would also love it if you left a rating or review wherever you listen. Subscription numbers and ratings really help us out, so thanks for chipping in. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. The show is produced by Amanda Font, Christopher Beal, and me, Olivia Allen-Price. Additional support from Jen Chien, Katie Springer, Cesar Saldana, and Holly Kernan. I hope you have a wonderful week. Au revoir. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Thanks.